Welcome to Eau Claire is Here, your place to find out a little bit more about the people, places, and happenings going on in the best little city in Wisconsin. Now introducing your hosts, Jane Seymour Kunick and Jerry Annis. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us again for another podcast of Eau Claire is Here and You Should Be Too. I am Jerry Annis and this is Jane Seymour Kunick. Say hi, Jane. Hi. Yeah, well good. Hey, we are shooting on location today for our introduction to the next podcast. We are up on the high bridge of Eau Claire, which is beautiful. And you can see behind us the dam uh, and the Chipper River, beautiful bike path that goes through town off the other side of the bridge is a beautiful vista of the Chippewa River all the way to downtown. So, But we're excited. Glad you joined us again. And what do we got today? Well, today we're going to be talking about the COVID marathon scavenger hunt type. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So a couple guys had this idea to kind of do like a treasure hunt, scavenger hunt through Eau Claire. And so they came up with this well, there, there's four segments. There's four segments. Yeah. There's different ones you can try where you'll travel through Eau Claire and you'll take pictures and... Maps. Maps, yeah. yeah. Four different maps. Um, and then you'll uh, shoot pictures with your friends and you'll find out a lot about the city of Eau Claire and there's prizes to be won, oh, yeah. which is always worth it. Yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> yeah, the, the little bit that I read, and Scott's going to fill us in, but... Four different paths or maps. Whatever we want to say. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Paths or maps? That. <laughs> but in, to- in total, it equals 26.2 miles, right? Right. That's why it's the marathon. But right. And you haven't done that yet? I haven't done it yet, but, you know, we live on the river, and I think a lot of it is based around downtown area. Um, and almost every night we go for a walk through downtown, and every night since it has started, we've seen people going around and... Taking and, pictures. And, yeah, and, and reading the, you know, information. There's clues in the plaques that are around town. We haven't done it yet, but we're excited. Yeah. Well, I think we should, but you being the game of games girl... I am. Have you ever done a scavenger hunt? Well, my very first scavenger hunt was up at Camp Manitou, and I remember, even as an eight-year-old, being so excited because I had gone through the list pretty good. I think I got to, like, number ten, and it was a frog, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. No (laughs) I'm not going to win this. I do not want to touch a frog, look at a frog. And then um, our our family, the Seymour family, used to have a reunion every year. Well, we still kind of do, but we don't do this part of it. But when we first started, we would do a road rally every uh, year. And it was very fun, but it was kind of the same sort of thing where we went through Eau Claire and we were given a map on where to go and... Um, in cars. In cars. And Trouble. I remember the very Trouble. first one we started at... Uh, the big parking lot by the university and my sister Gail was my partner and we were all excited to go and do this and we got into the car I'm driving, she's got the map and the first direction was head south on State Street we're like, oh, shoot I don't know where it is <laughs> that we, way. Just, we just were like we saw 
the other people turn right, so we're going to go right. But anyways, it was very fun. It was a timed course through the city and, and did a lot of the same things. Oh, I think cool. it's what they're kind of doing. Well, How about you? So, not too much. Um, a couple years ago, I mean, at Christmas time, our kids, I mean, they're older, so they have everything they pretty much need. So one year we just wanted to give them a gift, a car, and their money, but we made it a scavenger hunt, and it was really kind of neat because we, we took them all through town. That is so fun. Yeah. Well, they, you know, we brought them to Carson Park, Owen Banshell. We had them going to the joint, and, and it was interesting because when we set it up, you know, this was the first clue, and they had to figure it out and go to the next but we told them that we've also paid people to mess with you guys and try and goof you up. I expect nothing less oh, from yeah. you, Jerry. But we really didn't. <laughs> so the first clue, they, they got to Phoenix Park, and they're looking, and all of a sudden this van pulls by with like six people, and it slows down. They're like, hey, wait, are, are they messing with us? And so they were paranoid the whole time, but and, and we'd follow them. And when they got to the joint, the bar, we hid one in there, and... They had like eight patrons helping looking under the pool tables oh, and stuff. Fun. So that's always cool. But, you know, that's a pretty neat thing. Um, I, I'd really like to try. Yeah, me this too. COVID thing, yeah. So, so uh, Scott's going to interview some of the guys that put this together. And I hope you enjoy the interview. This is Eau Claire is here. You should be too. And I'm really excited to bring on some friends at started a great new adventure. Andy is one of my best friends from college. Jed, I actually coached high school football for one year, but I've really gotten to know him a lot better through my friendship with Andy. And then that's also how I met Aaron. They're all educators and I'm excited to have them on share with a little fun activity that they've brought to the Eau Claire area with this coronavirus going around. They thought of a great idea to keep us active get us involved in our community, and share with us some of the neat history of Eau Claire. Andy, Jed, Aaron, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So tell us about this. How did it get started, Andy? Well, back when we first got the order to that we were going to start the stay-at-home thing for, at first, it was just a couple of weeks. We kind of said we needed to just kind of get out. We were getting too cooped up inside and actually have to give Aaron the credit here. He said, let's start walking. Let's start getting active. And we started walking around. And then we found this online virtual thing called March Sadness, where you were to walk, run, or bike 64 miles between the start of the NCAA tournament and the finish. I mean, the three of us went to, along with Jed's wife, to the Final Four last year. So we thought, hey, let's do this. So we started mapping out routes to get three to four miles a day to eventually get us to the 64-mile mark. And as we started walking, we started seeing, one, all these awesome trails, and two, all this Eau Claire history that a bunch of us didn't know anything about. So it was getting to the end of the March sadness thing, and we're like, well, what's next? We got to keep active. We got to keep walking. We kind of said, well, why don't we create something ourselves? There's tons of history out there. There's tons of walking paths. So then we started creating these walking paths. And we started with the simple just path that a lot of people take along the Chippewa River through Owen Park and around that area. And then started finding all these history signs and mapping these different things and came up with the idea of the EC COVID Clues Marathon 
where over a four-week stretch, people would walk eight different routes, collect clues, search for spots to take selfies based on close-up pictures, eventually talked to a friend of mine who works for WEAU, and he hooked us up with Charter Bank, Visit Eau Claire, Jamf, and Volume 1. And within a matter of like four days, it went from dead in the water to holy cow, this is happening and we got to get all this stuff together. And it's just exploded from there. That's really, really cool. And I remember you guys talking about it and to see it come to life is really fun. I mentioned that you guys are educators. Andy's a teacher at North Star Middle School. And Jed, I know you've bounced around a couple different places in the Eau Claire School District. Where are you at now? I am in my seventh year at Eau Claire Memorial High School. And I teach 10th grade world studies, 9th through 12 criminal justice, and 12th grade sociology. Nice. And then, Aaron, where are you at? Yeah, I've been here for eight years, having taught for two years at Meadowview Elementary on the south side, part of that large southern area. And then having now taught for six years on the north side at a combination of Roosevelt Elementary and the Chippewa Valley Montessori Charter School. Awesome. What a great fit with your education background. I know Aaron has some tech background too, and and Jed's got the history, and Andy's got the creative energy to bring it all together. So that's awesome. So how did you do this? Did you bring notepads along as you were walking? What was the process? Well, initially, I kind of knew where some of these historical markers were and neighborhoods that had a lot of them. And so as Andy and I and Aaron started walking at first, I said, hey, hey, come over, check out this house, you know, or let's go read that marker over there, me being a social studies teacher. And then as we kind of came up and developed the idea of making this into a scavenger hunt type thing, we kind of looked at where these markers were and then kind of put together a path in which we could connect the dots, if you will, and then looked for cool architecture or sculptures or places to take the selfies along the way and through kind of a collaborative effort of all three of us sort of uh, putting all those pieces of the puzzle in place we developed sort of routes that we could kind of gauge at about three to four miles and include at least six selfie spots at least six trivia plus a couple of other bonus questions along the way so it kind of really took off from there and, and you know i think all three of us have unique talents that really made this thing go You know, we couldn't do it without Aaron and his technology, being able to make the maps and put all that online and run the website and set everything like that up. You know, he's kind of the logistics behind the operation. You know, I kind of knew some of the history and kind of where to go. And and Andy was really sort of the guy who took on the marketing piece and promoting it to people and finding charities in the area that we could connect it with and reaching out to businesses to see if they could put us on. And he's been going around the last couple of, of weeks here trying to buy gift certificates from local businesses so that we can support local. So he's really done a lot of the glue that keeps it all in place and together. Awesome. Have you guys ever done anything like this before, Aaron? No. I mean, like Andy said, this more or less started out of a necessity to really stay active. Pandemics are a scary thing because we were scared of a lot of unknown. It feels tempting, you know, to have to, well, I could easily lock myself in the house, shut the door, maybe go check outside. And we've, I mean, we've certainly been social. That's why, why we had the idea to bring everybody in with the walking, but it really kind of started with that germ of many of these great little online 
short distance challenges. And then with so many people having their race seasons disrupted, people who are training for things like, well, even the Eau Claire Marathon, the Boston Marathon, other marathons that come up. So you started to see really innovative practices from a lot of organizations to make these piecemeal marathons. If you take our entire distances that throughout the eight weeks, it comes out to right around 26.2 miles, if not a little bit more. So in all that little piecework, you actually can end up earning that distance of a marathon spread out over eight weeks while also learning historically about the place that a lot of people either came from or now consider part of their home or the place they went to school. I love that piece. Thank God we can get outside and get this exercise in as well. And I love the app. I actually was out tonight, like to run and was going by some of the clues and saw people walking by. And it was exciting to see. I actually saw another friend doing it with his family. And so it is pretty cool. And like you said, to get to know the history, that there is a lot of things, more common things that people know about Eau Claire, but these are some of the more details that I find really interesting myself. Was it tough trying to see what you can include or not include? Or I know you once mentioned that you have plenty more routes if you needed. So, I mean, how did you decide on the final choices? Well, I think as we walk some of these routes and I know Jed and Aaron both kind of plotted out some, hey, let's try to go this way. And then we'd kind of say, oh yeah, we got enough clues on this. And there's plenty of these routes where we could have come up with 25 trivia questions. And if you're creative, you can come up with 20, 30 selfie spots along almost any place around Eau Claire. So we just kind of, in our opinion, narrowed ones down that we felt were most interesting or that we didn't know. I mean, I've lived in Eau Claire now for 20 years, 25 years actually. And a lot of these things I was like, I never knew this. I've never seen this house before. Really? This guy is from Eau Claire? You know, those type of things. And so we just tried to pick out the ones that we felt were most interesting. And probably one of the early comments that I got back is another teacher in the area that is out with her family doing this sent me a comment through Facebook Messenger the other day that says, I've lived in Eau Claire for over 35 years and walked a part that I've never seen before and learned a whole bunch of new stuff. We came up with the little sub tagline that we want you to learn history, get exercise and support local. Are we doing that on all of the routes? Do we, do we have them walking a good safe distance in a good safe area? Are they learning something along the way? And are they supporting these local businesses that are on the route and elsewhere? Yeah, so it sounds like it's appropriate for many age ranges. Yeah, we really geared it towards a variety, you know, whether you want to do it as an individual, or whether you want to put together a team, we encourage the teams to be obviously the people you live with, you know, we, we are doing this during a a global pandemic, and, and we certainly want to respect social distancing and, and laws. So if you do do it as a team, we're asking that you do it with your immediate family. But we have a lot of families that have been going out and doing it, and that's kind of encouraging. That's kind of who our target audience was. But certainly we have all ranges on the spectrum as far as age, and some people doing it as individuals, some people doing it as teams, some people doing it as couples. You know, So it, it really has been unique and taken off bigger than I think we initially had expected. And so that's been really exciting. I don't really want it to end because with being busy, it seems like it would be fun for this to continue maybe throughout the summer. Has that been discussed, Aaron? Well, not to give away too much, we have in the works a bonus route for this particular course. We're not going to tell you where it is yet. We want to get you at least a little excited, but hopefully in a week or so here, we are going to release something with a bit more distance, maybe that attracts to the more of the biking crew. So that is something that's forthcoming. 
But we also know that with summer comes a lot of other opportunities. Families within reason may want to be out and vacation. We're hoping that maybe some of families may discover their own routes in a part that they lived. We built most of our routes still with some connection to the downtown area because like many other old cities, a lot of the city grew out of what is your downtown. We're hoping that as this looks and continues of seeing, well, what is there maybe on the far south side of the town? What is there maybe available to the to the east or the west? Just the areas that we haven't discovered. And I think if we can find a way to stretch this and make it an annual kind of a tradition, I think there's something really special here. Oh, one of the things that I was excited about was the medallion part that there's like medallion on one of your courses that I think a lot of kids are going to be excited to try to find. Yeah, came as a suggestion from Visit Eau Claire and Charter Bank. They had had some experience with that and thought given our idea of a scavenger hunt, then a hunt for a medallion might be fun. So making one quick clarification, there is just one single medallion somewhere hid in the area. Some people thought there was maybe one medallion per course, but it is actually one total medallion around the area. And it's a really cool grand prize. There'll be a new clue on every course sheet that will kind of narrow folks down. And I think it'll be fun. I've already heard from a couple families that are like, hey, we were scouring here today. Are we close? You know, and stuff like that and those types of things. So I think that's just a fun thing. And the Visit Eau Claire has put together a sweet package deal. It's a $50 gift card to Ramon's ECDC Children's Museum Brewing Project and the Eau Claire Express. So whoever finds the medallion is getting a pretty Pretty sweet grand prize. Is there a favorite course? Without giving too much away, I'm sure it was all fun, but something new that you find. Do you want to share anything else, Jen? Well, I mean, I really enjoy pretty much every course we had because everyone's uniquely different. I would say if I had to pick an overall favorite one, it will be released in week three called Fly Me to the Moon. Uh, And I really like that one because you go over the newly renovated High Bridge, which was an old railroad bridge back in the 1880s uh, and during the lumber era. And now it's been converted into a walking trail bike path. And it's got a beautiful view of the Chippewa River right after the dam in the rapids. And you're up, you can see the cliffs. It's just a gorgeous overlook of the river. And then from there, you go down into the Randall Park neighborhood, which is one of the older neighborhoods here in Eau Claire and has a lot of historic houses, including one that I I didn't even know, but one of the first directors of NASA was from here in Eau Claire. And you go by his house on this course, which is where it gets the name Fly Me to the Moon. So that's probably one of my favorite ones because of the the bridge, but then also the the historic houses, you know, three-story houses with great big turrets, if you will, or, you know, overlooks on top that are really cool. Some of them built as old as 1856. It's just very, very cool history and beautiful scenery along that route. Sounds awesome. Yeah, there's a new fact for you all that at least I know I didn't know either. So that's very cool. Yeah, I think Jed kind of hit hit it on the head. There really isn't a clunker on this course. I mean, there are going to be courses that I certainly love more than others. Jed hit on the, the high bridge there of a course like Fly Me to the Moon. We're a city of bridges, and some bridges with original wood planking floors that have been there for a 100 years plus, some of the old schools that have been teaching kids for over a century are on many of these routes. Each route's going to just kind of reveal itself to you to find something new about an area that you never knew about. I guarantee you the word log shoot 
and log ride. You'll never think of the same again. I'm definitely excited to check these out. It's going to be fun. Thank you for sharing. And I can see us doing this again because there's so much about Eau Claire now that you guys have some more knowledge about that it's It'd be great to talk about. We'll do a little rapid fire here if we can. Since we got the three of you guys, what brought you to Eau Claire, Andy? Um, I came to Eau Claire to go to college here. Knew early on I wanted to be a teacher and that it was a deep, great teaching school. But one of the main reasons that drew me to this school is my junior year of high school, the singing statesman came and performed at my high school. And I remember saying to my mom back then, I'm going there to sing with those guys. And that I did for four or five years and loved the city of Eau Claire so much that I've stayed ever since. Awesome. Jed, I know that you grew up in Fall Creek, moved away for a while and decided you loved the community enough to come back. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. As you mentioned, I grew up here in the Chabot Valley in Fall Creek, just outside Eau Claire. Uh, and Eau Claire is basically my, my home growing up. You know, we came here for everything that we needed. And uh, I left, went to college in Iowa. And after Iowa, I moved down to the Gulf Coast, uh, outside New Orleans, uh, in Mississippi. Lived there for a few years and taught. And then coached football out at Southwest Minnesota State. And so after uh, several years or so away from the Chippewa Valley, I wanted to move back. You know, when you experience living other places, it, it made me realize what a what a special and great community Eau Claire is. And I definitely wanted to come back and, and be a part of it. Very low crime rate, uh, plenty of things to do. Four Seasons is nice. And Eau Claire really has been a city of revival within the last 10 years, downtown particularly. It's gone through sort of a, well, Phoenix Park gets its name because of, of sort of rising up um, what used to be sort of an old working class mill area of town is now being replaced with, you know, up and coming buildings and, and a lot of cool, the Pablo Center, for example, a very cool art centered place of revival. And, and I, I live downtown because I absolutely love being part of that exciting community and always things to do, whether it's music in the park, concerts at the Pablo Center, the farmer's market. There's just uh, a lot of cool shops that have opened up along downtown. So there's just so much cool stuff to do here in Eau Claire that I, I absolutely love living here and, and uh, have no desire to, to go anywhere else. Aaron, you came from the southeastern part of the state. So interesting enough, that, that is where my hometown is, down in southeast Wisconsin. I actually, out of college, was teaching in, I think we'll call it north central. I, I was teaching north of the big city of Wausau. And it was in an area that could really just be described as economically dead. There was not a effort to revive anything into the keeping a downtown, not much of an effort to really attract that young crowd. Business was not really a, a booming. And, and it, it's kind of sad that there is a point for that. There's a charm and a amazement to the small town. And I think that we still need to celebrate that. But when I came to Eau Claire, I was on the verge of being displaced from a job because, again, with the economy shifting, I needed to figure out some place to work. And I had my choices between a very small rural district in southern Wisconsin, it actually would have been closer to where I grew up, or an unknown in Eau Claire. And what turned into a complete unknown has really turned into transplanting myself as being part of the way the river has hewn a crack into this area as it is. I think as Jed so nicely stated it, this town has changed so much even in the last decade and its future is strong and is only going to get stronger. Awesome. 
Andy, one of your favorite things about Eau Claire? Well, as these guys touched on a lot already, um, I love the diversity. I mean, just the things that I love to do, sports, music, the arts, different opportunities for, for exercise and recreation and stuff like that. And Eau Claire's got it all. And I've been so impressed with uh, the young leaders in this community that have stepped forward uh, in the last five to eight to 10 years to really revitalize. When, when I went to college here, you, you didn't go downtown Eau Claire. It wasn't a, a place of desire. It wasn't somewhere you wanted to go. And now you want to go downtown. You want to go to Phoenix Park and the Pablo Center and all the walking trails and all the small businesses and places to eat and different things down there. And so I just, I love Eau Claire's diversity. Favorite thing, Jed? Um, well, you know, we had talked kind of before we got started here officially about uh, some hidden gems. And I think one of my favorite things, hidden gems, is all the music that Eau Claire has to offer that maybe people don't realize. You know, during the summer, we have music in the park at Phoenix Park where it's a weekly concert with several different local artists, and it's free. You just come, you bring your lawn chair, and you listen to some great music right on the banks of the beautiful Chippewa River. It's a picturesque scene with food trucks and, and all sorts of things uh, to do. But then we also have Tuesday Night Blues in Owen Park where you can go and, and hear some fantastic blues musicians. Again, kind of bring your lawn chair, but they actually have some seating for you there also. Food trucks usually show up. The Pablo Center has concerts of local artists, also national artists that come to town. Um, we have Jazz Fest in the spring in downtown Eau Claire. The university has outstanding music programs here. Uh, the high schools have outstanding music programs. So that's kind of one of my favorite things that I don't think a lot of people realize is that Eau Claire is a center for, for not only culture, but particularly music. And there are so many great opportunities to hear fantastic musicians from a local level to national recording artists here in town that it's outstanding. Uh, I agree. I agree. Aaron? Yeah, I think I need to talk about recreation. So Eau Claire boasts over 60 miles of paved in-town trails. So whether you are training for what was recently named the best marathon in the entire state of Wisconsin with our Eau Claire Marathon, available, of course, in many distances, or you're somebody who ventures for things like ski jumping or training for the, the old Berkey up north. I mean, that's a great opportunity. But even within that, if you start to boil it down, it gets more and more amazing. Recently, the city developed a, a winter loop. People can still stay active and exercise even during the coldest of months, after all. That marathon might be coming up in April or May. And then if you want to get even smaller than that, I think some of our hiking just on the outskirt gets amazing. Lowe's Creek Park to the south is very well-renowned, as is our, we think of it, our hidden secret in the Rod and Gun Club Park. Three or four weeks ago, found an absolute gem behind Sherman Elementary called Sherman Creek. And like many others, you, you live here for long enough and you find another new thing and it just opens your eyes to... Well, really, that was there, too. Uh, yeah, I think you just answered the next question was best kept secret. I don't know. There's so many good things if you're coming into Eau Claire as an outsider or not. I, I think, well, I don't think it's a secret anymore, but I didn't know much about it until a couple of years ago. And when COVID-19 or something like that isn't hitting is, I think the Jazz Fest that they put on here in April is absolutely outstanding. Every nook and cranny you go into downtown has some sort of jazz musician and national artists all the way down to local high school jazz bands and our, I would say, world-famous jazz ensemble from the university here. And it's just, 
it's good food, it's good music, it's good camaraderie. I don't think a lot of people outside of Eau Claire maybe know a ton about it. I could be wrong, but to me, that's a hidden secret. Awesome. Jed? Uh, I'm going to stick along my music lines, and, I, and I'm going to say that my favorite hidden gem is the Chippewa Valley Symphony Orchestra. Uh, and their, their motto, if you will, is music you love by people, people you know. And that couldn't be more true. It's songs that are, you know, composers you've heard of. The musicianship is outstanding. We have some fantastic musicians, as I'd mentioned here in Eau Claire, that uh, take part in the orchestra. And I absolutely love going to their concerts throughout the year. Uh, it, it is never disappointed. It is always outstanding music. I don't know that a a lot of people outside the Chippewa Valley realize that we have such a, a fantastic symphony orchestra here in town, but they, they really do an outstanding job, and it is a great way to go and spend a Friday or Saturday evening listening to some great music. Aaron? Well, it'd be easy to continue the music trend on this, and I easily could tell you very much about the Master Singers, one of the uh, best semi-professional choirs in the area. And about or about the Eau Claire Jazz Band's uh, professional arm of things, and or the Eau Claire City Band concerts. But I think I need to give a little bit of a nod to um, a great Eau Claire institution known as the Corton House, named as the best burger in town. I would have only found this had I been on a visit with some guys in between a work meeting or if I would have taken time to read my local arts and entertainment magazine in volume one, but court in the house, if you want to know what a bar burger is supposed to taste like, that's where you go. And that's where you leave it. Uh, you should advertise for them because now I want one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I, I really enjoyed this. I hope that people get out there and uh, check this out. Um, but we call it Eau Claire's new hidden gem. There we go. There we go. You got it. You got it. Thank you for providing exposure to this. And I just encourage any individuals, couples, families that are listening to get out and give this a try. Because really our goal for this was to support some local charities, support some local businesses that may be struggling and get some people in their door or, or a, a little startup with that. But then also support people to get out and physically and mentally um, exercise while doing this. Uh, physically walking, running, biking the routes, mentally learning some history and checking out the selfies and just it's a win-win-win we believe on, on a lot of levels. Yeah and I before we go I would like to just to any families out there considering moving to Eau Claire you know we have outstanding you know education here from the pre-k level through the university level all of our schools here in town are fantastic. You know, we're obviously all educators, but we also work with the university. We have three fantastic high schools in town, two public, one private, three middle schools that are all outstanding and a plethora of elementary schools. And we just have fantastic educators, a fantastic educational system. The university here in town uh, works very well with the schools. CVTC, Chippewa Valley Technical College, uh, works well with transcripted credit and, uh, working to get high school kids some college credit through them. And the educational system here in Eau Claire is second to none. And, and if you do move here, you definitely will not be disappointed with the quality of education children receive in this district. Even if we didn't have something as fantastic as Eau Claire's newest hidden gem in the Eau Claire COVID Clues Marathon, even if we didn't have the great hiking, this is the place you want to be in Wisconsin. 
you can go to Madison and get lost in a quarter million of people very easily. You can go to Milwaukee and get lost in many, many more people of that. If you want to find the gem, if you want to find that little piece that's not too big, as the song goes, the land of the quiet hellos, the place where the clear water flows, well, there's only one r real good option. You need to come to Eau Claire. Awesome. Well, I couldn't say it better than that. Thanks again so much, you guys. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to talking to you guys real soon. Get out there, guys, and get us some more courses. We'll look forward to them. Hey, welcome back. Scooter, nice job again on that interview. Appreciate what you do. Uh, very interesting piece, isn't it? Very interesting and very creative. Well, thanks for joining us today on Eau Claire is Here. You should be too. Hope to see you next time. And we're out of here. Bye. For more information on the Eau Claire COVID Clues Marathon, simply go to www.eauclairecovidclues.org. If you enjoyed the Eau Claire is Here podcast, be sure to subscribe and then give us a five-star rating and write a review. That's the best way to get this podcast in front of as many people as possible.